0: Uh Uh-oh, I'm late again. And what's funny is I realized, listening to the last episode, uh, I started off with a complaint, and then I ended with saying, never complain, explain, or argue. And, you know, in due time, people will come around. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. What are we going to talk about today? Mm, Let's talk about leadership. The Den of Life. Lead others but you need to lead yourself people are constantly exerting themselves on each other usually subversively and unconsciously and I'll save that aspect from when I talk about the 48 laws of power and the art of seduction but understand that although you may not intend to be a leader and have followers Although I think everybody kind of does want that, that's kind of like your greatest self aspect where you're leading, you're dynamic and powerful and charismatic and confident. Those sort of things are oftentimes character traits of a leader, but a lot of people don't intend for that to happen. What I want to say is that although you may not want that, you need to lead yourself. You need to be in charge of yourself. Now, before I begin, I'll say that I'm outside and there's a dog in the backyard here. She might get a little upset if a bird flies in and tries to intrude or she sees somebody that she deems is unwelcome. So, different dog, but a dog nonetheless. Now, the Latin root of authority, to be a leader, to be the authority. The Latin root of authority is "autor." To be the authority means to be the author. So, you're creating your reality. I'm going to touch exactly what that is and why that's important when I talk about the responsibilities of a leadership and what a leader does. I'll say this, though. You need to be in control of your mindset and your response to circumstances. In that way, you are the author. You become the authority of your life when you can control your mindset and how you respond to things that happen in your life. Don't just react respond now leadership and leaders aren't passe they're natural and necessary because people are naturally drawn to a single strong personality much like the planets are to the Sun it happens in every situation that comes up and so positioning yourself properly to be a leader is great because there's perks But, how do you be an effective leader? And what is a leader? That's what I want to talk about today. The most common thing that puts people in leadership positions is confidence. Confidence in yourself, in your actions, is key because most people aren't confident with themselves and they're deferring that confidence to the leader. So they're like, you know what, I don't believe in myself, but that person believes in themselves. So if I stick with them, I'll feel more at ease with the choices that end up being made. So today I want to talk about what is a leader, who is a leader, and then some managing points. Yeah? All right. Well, Who is a leader? What is a leader? Let's start with what is. What is a leader? They are those with the most influence. Put plainly, the leader is the person who has the most influence. Sometimes, maybe it's in a movie, but an example that I've read is like, the queen suggesting ideas to the king And although the king makes the choices because he's so influenced by the queen, she's really the leader, right? So your position doesn't define it, it's who has the most influence. Something I think first though, uh, firstly important, (laughs) is that who goes first? Who's literally leading the pack? Who's in front taking charge? Who is going first now the leader leads the people and the vision leads the leader you need a vision you need an overarching idea of what you want and what you want to achieve that's why I bring that up why having a goal is so important and why discovering what you want in your life is so important because that vision leads you And if you want to be a leader, you need a strong vision. Because you have to convey that vision to other people. And when they buy in and say, you know what, I like that vision too. Because again, most people are not only unconfident, they also don't have a vision. So when somebody provides one, it's seductive, it's really enticing. Value guides the vision. Your vision is guided by your values. If you value family, your vision is going to be I want a big family or I want a really, you know, tight knit just, you know, totally interconnected and like loving family. I want my house to be great. I want my my upbringing of my children to play out a certain way. So the vision guides leader and the value of the leader guides the vision here's the number one value ready keystone value integrity integrity over all integrity is the only path you can never get lost on you know when you're making the wrong choice you know when what you're doing is wrong so feel that out believe it Leave yourself with that. You have to find your vision. How do you do that? By answering the questions. The ones that I mentioned in the first episode. Go back to that one and look in the description. The questions are there. Do yourself the favor. Even just do it one time. Somebody, a friend of mine, told me he did all the questions just one day. And it was interesting for him. It was enlightening for him. Do it for a month and you'll find out what it is. Another way too is just asking your heart. Asking the deepest level of yourself, what do I really want? You're going to get an answer. It won't be entirely clear, maybe. It won't be complete, certainly. Maybe a little muddled and it may have attached to it some other things that really don't align with what you truly want, but they've kind of been carried along the way by your ego or your desires. But to find your vision is the beginning of becoming a real leader. Now, I want to say this before I move on to who is a leader. Warren Buffett said the things he looks for most in a person as positive attributes are resilience, dependability, and self-reliance. Those three are very important, just thinking about them on my own. And as a leader, you need to be resilient, you need to be dependable for sure, and you need to be self-reliant. How can you lead yourself if you're not self-reliant? And that's the beginning of everything. Don't worry about looking good, worry about getting your goals done learn those things develop those traits within yourself and eventually you become the leader right right so who is a leader well I'll say that the Chad and alpha types aren't always the leader just being the biggest or looking the baddest don't really always get you there Typically, again, the reason why those people end up in those points is because they can be intimidating physically or because they're confident. And I'll say a lot of those guys, maybe I'm speaking too broadly or assumptively, but I feel like it's a false confidence. It's just kind of like a, yeah, do this. All right. They're not even considering it. It's just kind of like doing. And there's great power in doing without consideration, just taking action. But it's not, it's not foolproof. It's not completely stable. And it's not coming from the right place. The leader is often the most wise. But it does demand strength. You do have to be strong to be a leader. If you're going first all the time, there are many scenarios where strength is required. Strength of character and muscular strength, certainly. In my mind, the ideal leader type would be a hybrid. Somebody who's very strong and very smart. With experience, that leads to wisdom, which is what I'll close with. Now, leadership responsibilities. What is your job as a leader? Like, okay, you've been elected to be leader or you want to be leader and they say, okay, sure, people just kind of, Are passive many times and they're letting it happen you're the leader now what do you do well the leader sets goals sets priorities and communicates them well again why communication is so important you cannot be a leader if when you're trying to tell somebody what to do they're just like no you know that's that doesn't even sound right like that doesn't sound good or I'm not understanding what you're saying If you can never get your point across, you're never going to be a leader. You have to transfer your vision to them. And when they adopt it, they say, you know what, I like that. So you have to be able to set goals and set priorities and communicate them well. You need to be a model. Followers learn at the school of example. You can't go by doing one thing and saying another not only is it hypocrisy but people are going to do what you do not what you say so you need to be an example of what it is that needs to happen internally or externally go first do the thing first so people can see it or be that person first so people can be it Lastly is you need to be responsible You are responsible for what happens Even if it's really not your responsibility if it's not your fault You're responsible. You're the leader You take responsibility It's a privilege in many ways to be responsible But let's break that down response Able you're able to respond There's tremendous power In moving towards the response mentality rather than the react mentality. If you're response able, you have the capacity to see clearly, to slow down and make a choice. Another thing is that you need to be able to set boundaries. You need to set limits. Setting boundaries is hugely important the leader establishes the perimeter in the group they define who is in and who is out and then they enforce it luke 11:23 he who is not with me is against me there's tremendous power in having the enemy and the enemy can be a person or it can be an idea it can be communism Right? That can be an enemy. Or it can be a group of people, a single person. Why is there tremendous power in having an enemy? Well, resistance is a gift. Think of gravity, the ultimate resistance. It's what's keeping you here tethered to the earth rather than flying away. Without that resistance, you'd be dead. There is a tremendous Gift and having something to resist against, or having something resist against you. The obstacle is the way. The word enemy comes from inimicus, which means not a friend. He who is not with me is against me. Having an enemy polarizes the other side. The blue team polarizes the red team. It gives them a charge and a reason to fight rather than just saying, we need to do this thing. And then people are like, oh, like, gosh, do we really have to? If it's we need to do this thing or they're going to kill us, uh, suddenly it's like, oh, shit, we really do need to do this thing, right? Having an enemy polarizes you and gives you that motivation to move forward. It attracts you to the goal. So, what are some character traits of a leader well a leader is disciplined something that jocko willick says is that discipline equals freedom what is discipline discipline is when your higher desires rule your lower desires so if you want to be a good person and tell the truth and then you're in a situation where lying can get you a nice little sweet treat and get you something that you would enjoy centrally. But your higher desire is to tell the truth. Being disciplined in that way is to be aligned with that higher aspect. And not falling for the rewards that come from following the lower desires. In the book Talent Code, it was shown that in a study, discipline was twice as likely to predict Somebody's IQ versus their GPA. Discipline. A leader also takes initiative. They go first. Not only going first when there's something new or when something needs to get done, but when something needs to get done, they don't need to be told it needs to get done. When something comes up, it's like, ah, this has to happen I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go take care of it because the longer I wait, you know, the longer it's just going to sit there. And again, with the previous goals episode, I talked about how not being able to do something that needs to get done is actually a reflection of low self-esteem. And when you have high self-esteem, you believe that doing something is good for yourself. And because you value yourself, you're willing to get it done the leader is not going to have low self-esteem. They're going to have high self-esteem. And so initiative goes along with that. Honesty. Similar to integrity. Honesty and responsibility play into this idea of extreme ownership. Which is exactly as it sounds. You are extremely willing Should say, I'm the owner of this. I'm the owner of the group. I'm the owner of myself. I'm the owner of that. I'm the owner of my problems. I'm the owner of this issue that arose for the group. I'm the owner of the objective, but not like the reward. Yeah, you may have put in the work, but so did the group. So don't spoil yourself when you talk about extreme ownership make sure you're being fair and the results and putting a period on things now in the book the sayings of Confucius in one of the chapters one of the lines Confucius said he who is unflinching bold simple natural and unhurried approximates manhood at his best that's as good as gets that's as good as it gets another one that's interesting is when the master was unoccupied he was completely relaxed and he looked cheerful don't get buried in the stress of things allow yourself to relax that's a lesson for everybody at all times Now, finalizing the character traits and going back to the idea of needing to be strong as a leader as well as wise, here's another quote Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is managing, managing things. More importantly, Managing people. From the book Principles by Ray Dalio, he says that the reasons managers usually fail is they're too distant, they have issues perceiving low quality, they've gotten used to low quality, they have inflated pride or ego. And they have a fear fear of failure or consequences. And being too distant, that's certainly a deadly one. Don't put yourself in the castle away from the community where you can't hear how they feel. Yes, you may lead the tribe, but the tribe certainly has their own opinions. And it's a whole tribe of them. So while yours may have a tremendous influence, you need to listen and be in contact with the people that you're teaming with. Don't just hear them, touch them in many ways, feel them, be close, engage with them physically. We're social creatures, we definitely need that. Now, the book The One Minute Manager talks about three things you can do to effectively manage. What are they? All of these can be done within one minute. The first is to set the goal and the priority and convey that message clearly. Agree with the person that you're giving that goal to or sharing that objective with agree on them with it and then have them convey it back to you so that they understand you properly and you're making sure you understand them properly as well as that you guys have this documented clear concise description of what needs to happen and what needs to get done The second thing is a one-minute praise. Let people know constantly that what they're doing is great, that they've done a good job. People love compliments, and they're free to give. They're so easy to give, and they can take just one minute. It refuels the engine. You're constantly putting more gas in as it's coasting forward. You're giving that thing more energy to keep on puffing. Let people know the good job they're doing. The last thing is a one-minute reprimand. Be clear with somebody. Let them know how you feel about what they did wrong and why it makes you feel that way. Let them know exactly what they did wrong. Review the one-minute goal setting that you did and say, okay, look, we both said this would happen. It didn't happen. What can we do to make sure it doesn't again so that neither of us have to do this again? And that's it. There's a lot of power in just being clear and being honest with somebody, having the candor to be honest with somebody about the good and the bad as well as being honest with the group as a whole, meaning being humble. You're gonna make mistakes. It's gonna happen. And when you own up to them sincerely, many times they're gonna give you that grace and say, you know what, like, you're such a good leader. You're such a good dude, gal. You've done amazing things. We'll let this one slide. The last thing I'll say is that you want consensus over command. In The Prince, a very renowned book, it says that the prince should take counsel from everyone he can. And when he asks, he should... Encourage the people that he's seeking advice from to speak freely, openly, and really offer their opinion, and that the prince should listen. He should listen to everybody, hear everybody's opinion, and then the prince makes the choice. But when you do it in that way, and when you do it effectively, you're moving forward with a consensus. So instead of saying, we're doing this, it's like, yeah, we're going to do this as a group versus singular. There is definitely a difference. The consensus takes in the considerations of everybody involved and everybody feels like they've had their voice heard. Although it may not end up in the way that they wanted, they certainly got their point across. The command is just saying, I'm in charge, so we're going to do this. There's certainly time for that. And there are scenarios where decisions need to be made rapidly. So the command is kind of the only way to go. But in general, people want to feel heard. Now, your leadership ability is gained through experience. Everything I've told you here today, I hope is helpful. I definitely think it is. It took me a while to come up with everything I've said, a lot of different books, had a lot of different points that I drew from to say all that I've said. But understand that in telling you this, or if you were to have read it yourself, that it can only take you so far. Physical intelligence is the master intelligence. We learn by doing. And we're always doing something. So we're always learning. When I talked about health, I talked about how power posing has an impact on your mood. Because there's this feedback loop happening. The body's scanning itself saying, oh, I'm postured like this. This must mean I feel XYZ. And by changing your posture, you can give your body, your mind, the chance to scan the body and see a different reality and say, oh, this is different. I must feel differently. We learn by doing, and you're always doing something. So make sure what you're doing is making you better. Leadership can only be learned through experience. So take action and challenge yourself. The kite flies highest against the wind. Here's a suggestion. The best thing you can do to begin leading yourself, to begin fostering your confidence in yourself is to just make decisions. Making decisions is huge. Just deciding on what you want to do. Quit being so indecisive. Make it easy, but make it clear. And allow yourself to see that you're making choices. You're deciding. Another is to just do things. Right? Take action. Just do something. Get something done. I've gone on two four-month-long road trips. Uh, And I worked on farms as I was traveling. And what I realized is that just by doing something, regardless of what it is in completing that task, I felt a sense of accomplishment. And I felt this building of value and of self-esteem. I felt my opinion of myself improving just by getting stuff done, it didn't matter what it did it was. It was like, go dig this thing so we can put the fence post in or align this properly or go put this on that wall, you know, 500 times, like tile the wall or something or go feed the animals breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week. Go plant this, go weed that, go harvest this. Most people are sitting in their bed, on the couch, watching TV, living a passive life, not doing anything. And so when you live an active life, taking action, you lead yourself. You become the author of your own story by making decisions about what you're going to do and making it happen. And when you do that, brick by brick, You become the leader of yourself. And one day, keeping that up, people will look over and say, look at that person. Look at the way they carry themselves. What do they got going on? What do they know that I don't? You never know when you could be thrust into a situation where being a leader could be imperative. I challenge you, to lead yourself, so that one day, you can lead others. Thanks.